Oh my. Okay, we'll redo it. A million <laughs> times better. This is ridiculous. Well, you got you got the receipts, so you'll be able to listen to. Hello, Clashes. I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is the only Clash podcast with your hosts, Hero and Wizard of Woo. Welcome to the Only Clash podcast, episode number 38, the lost episode. Joining me today is Carl. Hey, man. Thanks for having, having me on the show. Hey, thanks for coming on. How was your week? Uh, week was good. We just finished Cat uh, Peter's Beat the Heat event, so... Uh... I I wasn't the one who had to recover the most because in classic Mort's fashion, uh, it was a banger, as Nob would say. <laughs> I bet. I uh, I forgot to sign up. That was like one of the ones I forgot to sign up for. And so I, I messaged both Cat and Peter. I was like, oh, I could sub if you guys need a sub, but they didn't end up needing a sub. So, of course, like a salty boy, I just like, you know, drank a bunch of four locos that night instead of tune into the stream. <laughs> I mean, that does sound like something you would do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyways, Wu's not with us this week because he's on vacation, and we actually tried to record last week, but there was like an audio issue. They never happened with the podcast. There's a first time for everything, apparently, and <laughs> yeah, we just couldn't do it. And so now, now is the try number two apparently we're gonna we're because i wanted to try and start recording every week especially now that we got the patreon up and running want to try and be a little bit out there more and so it sucked that that one got lost but because but that one was crazy too because it's like me and woo sat and visited for like an hour before we even started the podcast yeah i listened to that one live and uh yeah it was it was quite the adventure i'll say <laughs> Oh, but I'm sure we will be back <laughs> next week for episode number 39. I think we're always off the rails, you know. That's, we were never on the rails to begin with. So, anyways, your favorite time of the week is here, Carl. Raid weekend, man. How did you do in your raid weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like to refer to it as shark week. So, this is, you know, it's... It's or my shark weekend, I should say. Shark weekend. Um, yeah, I haven't done my clan capital hits. I usually do them on Sunday because I'm the guy who tries to untilt people by taking all those 98% and finishing up them up for people so they can have uh, fresh goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to get shaded out by good cop, bad cop if you're, you know, rolling in the clan capital points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh. when he... When he first posted about that, I just knew he was talking about me. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, my bad. Well, and then yeah, I mean, he, he's said not it, wrong. He, he said it wasn't me, quote unquote. But I was like, I do that all the time. But I usually I usually come back on with my like other account later and clean it all back up. It's just like, you know, for that moment, I'm just hitting them all with my, trying to get all my main account attacks in and get the majority of the clan capital gold because i gotta try and stay ahead of ace somehow because he's got deep pockets and so i gotta cheat oh yeah you can't keep up with him you shouldn't even try <laughs> right speaking of cheating and clan capital i know you were saying earlier about some uh what what are the upper clans doing to get ahead in clan capital i guess oh yeah so i i recently found out that uh 
a lot of the top clans are basically facing off e with each other because no one else is even close to their level and it tries to match with their level. So they're basically putting out farm bases for, and they just keep getting matched with each other. So it's basically, they're already ahead of all the other clans. They're putting out farm bases, so they're efficiently hitting and getting higher up the map. So it's basically kind of the uh, rich get richer mentality. Uh, so, you know, the gap between kind of all the normal clans grinding it out and some of the upper clans are just expanding. So, you know, any hopes of, you know, it kind of, people were hoping that there'd be a little bit of a competitive nature or something to keep progressing that game mode. But I feel like with that kind of farming style, that that's not conducive to, you know, having, you know, wars or something a little bit more competitive to keep people's interest in mind. Um, so I feel like it's not going the way that people were kind of envisioning it to go. Um, so I don't know, Hero, you, you were kind of engineering dirty gemmers to kind of test some of it um, for rewards and whatnot. So I don't know, what are your thoughts about some of these clans basically just trying to farm to max? You know, I think it just kind of makes sense in like most video games. It seems like people are always, you know, trying to look up to find the quickest way to get, you know, whatever it is, gear or, you know, anything. It's like, oh, what boss do I have to grind to get the most OP stuff? And well, the way that the clan capital rewards are set up, there's some big rewards for your main village. And also, they'll probably add some more in the future, too, I think. And so people really want to get just like that max out grade medals every week as much as possible. Because there's so much, I mean, whether it's the wall rings, um, resource potions, those are pretty awesome, right? And then <laughs> training potions. I mean, there really isn't that much in there. But I think people are hoping they're going to add more, like, over time. And, you know, people want to stay at the top and keep getting in as much as possible so they can use as much as possible every week. And it just kind of, that's the way the system works kind of lends itself to and i think supercell has had that problem like with a lot of their games i remember back in the uh, it's who used to talk about it all the time and all the cheating and legends league and how you know and that was actually for you know something like at the end of legend league they actually do reward gems and stuff like that whereas clan capital there there's really no like reward that incentivizes like anything like trying to be the most like OP offense and defense, it's all about just the raid medals. So I, I see why people are doing it. And maybe if we had that ability, I would encourage it like in Dirty Gemmers. I think there's too many uh, stiffs and crystal to join to be able to get that to run through. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so do you think that Supercell's intent was for this game mode to be more like clan games where it's basically a slog to get rewards or do you think they intended to be more like the main village where there's like strategy and you know planning and you know execution of attacks because i feel like those are t two polar opposites and right now it's feeling more like it's a clan games where you just kind of have to grind it because the rewards are good enough yeah definitely i think they thought it was going to be like this kind of clan event thing this raid weekend where you know, everyone will be able to get on and do their hits around the same time and work together to accomplish these raids. But it's just not the way it works in game because, like, 
people get pissed if you like snipe their hits after you you're done like it, there's literally no teamwork in this because it's like oh you attacked that after i was attacking it what the hell man i was i had set myself up for success and you know and then that's the completely opposite side they're just they're just like gaming the system for even more points so i definitely don't think that's what they were going for they definitely wanted like this like more clan sort of interaction and kind of a li- maybe a little bit competitive strategy but mostly like i think they wanted it to be like a community thing where everyone's hitting the same bases together and we're all getting the same rewards type of a deal yeah what do you think if they allowed two people to hit the same base simultaneously what do you think if they did that do you think it would be get more of an outcome like you could still hit it how you do now but they would allow you to do because you know how the spells will last an entire you know two raids so it kind of is like you can kind of meld it together what do you think if you could attack with somebody to get with that get more of that cohesive you know theme that you're talking about i think that would be like peak honestly like you know, even if it's, like, you're just, like, trolling each other, like, it just sounds so much fun for, like, me and Nob to go in at the same time, and he's, like, okay, what are you going to use? And it's, like, okay, I'll, I'll bring in the super giants, and you can bring in some super wizards and some wall breakers or whatever. Then we go into mm-hmm. the battle, and I've just got all flying stuff, and I'm, like, ha, <laughs> 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 you know, I, it just sounds like it would be fun to play, especially like anything together, like especially mm-hmm. at the same time like that does sound like super fun. I think that if they could do that, I'd be all for it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that would be a decent change because I, I still feel like, you know, I, we, I've been doing a lot more experimenting with troops um, in the clan capital, and it's it's definitely fun to kind of mix it up. And there are some strategies that can develop but in the end i still feel like people are using you know sneaky archers for the majority of it like is that just because certain defenses are too overpowered for certain troop types or are people just need to get better at maybe you know distraction or you know specific you know individual troops that are really good against certain defenses that way you can kind of snipe those out of the way like is there kind of balance changes needed yeah, I do think the sneaky archers are like kind of easy mode. It's like you can pick off buildings, not really have to worry about those like big scary defenses like the giant cannons, the rockets, the blast bows. Like you can just kind of pick them off if you're, you know, sometimes those defenses are close together and you can drop a rage between them and pick them both off within a rage. And it just makes it so much like, like I said, it's easy mode if you're using super archers. If you really want to try a new strategy, I think it's that element is there, but I think it's much more like high risk versus like the same almost reward. There's not very much to incentivize someone to do like that because if they get screwed over, now there's still all these big defenses left. Whereas even like almost every time you're going to go into a place with your first hit with sneaky archers, you can get down at least one of those big defenses on almost every map or you know even the stupid overpowered super dragons like if you're using sneaky i mean i think sneaky archers are the best way to take those things down it's like the only way i think sometimes it's crazy yeah i totally agree with the uh the super dragons and 
I've been trying to do a lot of hogs and rocket loons just because those are just kind of like my favorite style of troops. I kind of like the glass cannony troops. And uh, it, it just feels like some of the defenses are basically too good uh, against the troops that even when you have like a good distraction, all it takes is that defense rotating and getting a, a good shot out and your whole army is basically toast, you know? Yeah, it's like watching like blizzard fails like nonstop. Like if you don't do it just right, then all of a sudden a scatter shot <laughs> just domes all of your blizzard. And, and that's all your yeah. super wizards, even in that you know, even in Clan Capital, your super wizards are super squishy. Sometimes they'll just run over a big bomb and just die. Yeah, exactly. And the uh the uh stupid um basically the eagle artillery for clan capital is like so tilting too because it's like it's the worst feeling in the world to have to sit there and wait for that thing to drop like sometimes it feels like you're waiting 10 seconds before you can even do anything like rest on the map which i think is a huge npe yeah a lot of times if i have like the blast bows or the inferno and like maybe some of the mortars taken out and it's just mostly that like capital hall that's left i'll drop like two or three archers like at the same time so that way they're really raining down fire on it and then i'll use my zap spells to reset it like twice because it mm. will make it it does make it like retarget it i know mm -hmm. a lot of people like to use like a jump for their secondary spell but i really like the lightnings because whether you know it doesn't matter what defense it is like just as your archers come out of that invis you can reset a defense like if it's a bomb tower or whatever you can get that thing to kind of like stutter step and let your archers actually plow through it instead of getting smoked and so that's what i've done to try and like give myself a little bit but i mean just as just as many times do i like accidentally drop troops too fast and then the capitol hall just rains another shot and i lose them all and i'm just like god oh, dang it or or I'm almost done with the raid, and so I drop the rest of my archers to clean up these buildings. They run into a bomb, and now it's like a 95% two-star because I dropped all my troops, and I should have held one back in case there was a bomb. It's like there's a lot of things that are like super, super triggering almost about like Clan Capital. That's like really negative play experience sometimes, and it's like, oh my gosh, why? Now somebody else has to just finish this off. Yeah, I, I didn't realize about the, the lightning resetting the defenses. That's an amazing uh, tip and trick that I didn't even think about. I mean, it, it you do have to have the timing right, but I don't know how many times, even on those like giant cannons, like you can get them to kind of stutter a little bit. And just so that like if you only have that one pack of archers, a lot of times they'll be able to make it through almost any defense because of that, because you're stuttering them with your two lightnings. Or, you know, if there's... If there's no real rage value, sometimes I'll take all five lightnings and just do it to a couple different ones. Oh wow! What what are you using for a main force then? If you're not using sneaky archers, um, there's some like that uh, barbarian outpost that sometimes it's really clumped up. So I do use giants and super wizards on that one. I don't really use the mountain golem that much. He just uh, he's really cool to watch. He's just too like slow for me to watch him. Like I'm just like, come on do it mm -hmm. and it it's just too slow I'm, i would rather do like the super pekkas or whatever and just do a bunch of those 
but I just haven't been experimenting that much because I know that sneaky archers work like so well that it's like, okay, I'll just use them. And it does make for some like really long raids and it takes a lot longer for me to finish my capital attacks, I think. So maybe I should just like actually try like quicker raiding parties and that might actually make it more interesting and funner to play, I guess. That's a maybe something I'll try for next week. Yeah, do you think that when people say that they think the mountain golem looks cool and all that stuff like that, do you think they, um, and that it's fun, do you think they actually think that, or it's just they still were seeing the animation kind of like in progress for the first time or getting refreshed on it, and when they actually use the mountain golem, they're like, oh man, now I realize why I don't use this thing because I just sit here and watch it like a TV show. It is It is super like... I... I've used it like maybe two or three times because it's what once I first used it, I was like, holy cow, that thing is slow. And it still didn't get through as much as I thought it was going to get through anyways. And then it's, I mean, I, it's still cool because of how large it is and it's like a cool picture. It's got cool artwork, but as far as like yeah. viable, like, I don't think it's like OP or even close to it. You know, it's, I would say it's almost, it just needs a little bit of speed up for me it just doesn't have to be a lot just like a little bit because it is painful to watch it just walk around and then just like those stupid like not multi-mortars but those it's like a defense that kind of looks like it's like an artillery type thing that does so much damage those things just destroy it because it just takes forever for the golem to get up to them and then it's like those things are raining down fire on it and then it's like boom out, it's over yeah, it's like the least interactive gameplay in the history of Clash of Clans. And maybe it's the housing space, too, because if you got that, you know, the Super Golem or whatever it is, that's it almost. You can only have, like, another five or six troops is all. And so the, the, then you're just putting down one thing and just, like, letting it go, which is okay, <laughs> like, if you're going to, like, close your game afterwards and then reload it. <laughs> but it's not really mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah, the last time I used the mountain golem, that uh, the filler troops with it, I put down immediately after the mountain golem, and they all ran in front of the mountain golem and died. So it was just the mountain golem uh, doing a solo run for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's it's just not fun to watch like one troop on the map because you know, like sometimes you'll know already, like okay, it's not gonna get through everything. So I just have to wait and see how far it gets. And so like a lot of times, like in that situation, I would just like close the app, but it's always weird when there's like someone watching your hits too. And you're like, what's going to happen now? If I close it, they're going to accuse me of getting tilted and force quit or whatever. But it's like, I'm not going to sit here. I mean, that's what I do at builder base. I drop all the P.E.K.K.A.s and I quit the game and I wait for it to say that I either won or lost and I do it all over again. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not the worst idea I've ever heard for sure. Oh man, well we it's been a couple of weeks now, but we did just have uh CWL. I thought you did pretty good, man. How how did your CWL go? Oh, CWL was so amazing. It was so much fun. Uh yeah, CWL I, I think that um we not only was it uh really fun as in we were really close, we were competing for the top. But uh, it was it was nice to see kind of like each other uh, pick up where the other one was maybe having like an off war because I feel like 
at the you know beginning there was a couple people that were getting some triples for us and uh you know i kind of was doing good in the beginning to the middle of the week and at the end of the week i kind of tapered off and then you started to get more triples and some other people started to get more triples so it was like when i was tapering off other people were picking up the slack for me so it was like really fun to see us kind of progress through the week you know and you could you can talk about it but like we we missed promoting which i think we all thought we were definitely in contention um maybe some amount of shenanigans occurred in our division but uh it was probably the funnest week of clash that i can think of uh in a while just it was a barn burner from beginning to end and it was awesome no i totally agree i think that as far as like cwl goes they're very much like dependent on like how you did in cwl anyways whether you had a good cwl or a bad one but i feel like this one was a little bit different because it felt like everybody was still like really hyped for the next day and we all were watching everybody's hits telling everybody you did you know it was all sick attack or whatever and there were so many so many good attacks and we had so it felt like we had more stars than ever really and so it did it was kind of like feels bad man and once you lose that first war, like it really takes the wind out of your sails, but we still finished really strong, I thought. And, you know, if there was, I swear that clan that beat us, it's like, it's, it is almost like foul play a little bit because it's like, so, you know, that was the first time they ever like came out to play was that war against us. <laughs> and then it just kind of was, feels bad, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, we uh we usually get off to a slow start, which I still think that we did, but somehow we snuck through and were won the first couple of wars. And I and I do really think it's because we do a pretty good job at finding either fresh bases or, you know, using pro bases that have been tested. So I feel like we kinda held it together at the beginning and stole a couple of wins even if we weren't tripling as high as we normally do because we had uh, good bases that um, kind of tied people up I think yeah I definitely think that's like a big thing is our bases it's not like we're not paying like crazy amounts of money or anything like that for them but it does seem like we're holding a lot more defenses than like other clans like when we look at the war maps and stuff like that or even I know like Redthorn they were talking about like struggling and stuff like that and they I think they've got to have just as good of attackers as we do. It it really can only be like something like that is is what I think anyways because it's like I don't when I see those guys attack in friendly wars and stuff like that they seem like super great attackers and for them to for us to have like like really what we feel like is good success and them to be struggling it's like man it's got to be something to do with like bases or opponents maybe it's search times like if you search at a certain time you get those like really try hard plans and search at a later time then maybe you don't you find the sort of filthy casuals yeah well i mean in the middle of the week too uh half their clan lost internet uh because they're tons of canadians over there so that might have something to do with it too (laughs) and i feel like enemy bases too is like a big thing like i felt this month it was i found a lot more bases that i was like oh i can you know, I can hit that. Like, I don't know if I'll get a triple, but I, I can hit that. Whereas the month before, it seemed there was a lot more bases that I was like, oh my God, everything's flagged and I don't like the look of anything. Yeah, well, how are you guys doing? So there's a few people in our clan that 
their attack strat that they normally use. Uh, they either decided to switch it up or wasn't working as good as they used to and they wanted to try something different. So I feel like we have more Blizzard players than we've ever had in the clan, at least on our you know main CWL roster. Like, how are you guys you know, divvying out all those bases because obviously some are better than others for the Blizz because it feels like half our clan is Blizzing now, you know? It is crazy. It's like, I did it before. It was cool, guys. Let, let me have first dibs, <laughs> you know? But it seems like they're getting fewer and fewer. It just, it's just first come, first serve. I mean, and I've I've definitely had to pick out some things that I didn't really feel like were great Blizzard bases, but it's like, I'm not going to change to something else now. You know, it's like, I'll just blizzard with hardly any value. <laughs> but it's there is a, a surprising amount of people dropping blizzards these days. And I love it, but it is, it does get, like, pretty hairy sometimes. Like, even on war maps, it's like, okay, yeah, uh, Agent already hit twice. He took the best blizzard bases. What a jerk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, well, it's kind of fun to watch, though, because it was really, like... A, I was the only one doing it for so long. It felt like, and maybe like a couple people, I'm sure there was other people doing it, but it felt like that anyways. And now it's like, there is like four or five of us that are constantly dropping blizzards now. And it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And I, I feel like most of you guys too are still trying to blizz the town hall. Have you found something, uh, a different kind of a different methodology uh when you can't blizz the town hall or you think it's too baited because i still feel like um and you guys are having great success with it i'm not saying that you're not but it just feels like maybe some of those blizz bases like the there'd be more available to everybody if there's you know a kind of an easier way to grab the town hall because we all see in our boy agent paladin Sui his way, you know, halfway across the base after his blitz to grab the town hall. Have uh, have you figured out any other kind of different? Because I I feel like you I feel like you in particular, you're amazing at blizz. Your fail rate of swagging the blizz is like literally zero. But then you kind of have like your main drag force that you use. Kind of reminds me of the normal drag attacks where you do such a good job at protecting your heroes with your drags. Um, but then sometimes that can go askew when you don't grab the town hall. So if there has there been something you've been thinking about for a backup plan for the town hall and maybe being able to blizz for different value? It's it's difficult because it's like if your dragons run into the town hall, then they're pretty much toast. They're so slow moving. Their attacks like aren't very quick. Usually if they get caught in the orange juice, they're pretty much lost 90% of their health. And so usually... I plan on getting the town hall every time on those times where I do like swag my blizzard. I usually will try and funnel like maybe my RC back into the town hall. So, but also too, I've been, I've been actually, I just ripped off agent or <laughs> agent paladins war or not war army, but legend league army. So I've been doing a lot of Lalo blizzards in legends league and you can go after the town hall with some loons sometimes and it works out pretty good and or you can suey into it and there's just like so much flexibility with that attack it's almost like that's what kind of keeps me from getting triple sometimes because i'm still trying to think what i need to do to make the lalo succeed or whatever after post blizzard but it's uh i'm definitely liking it i just don't know if i'm 
would ever be ready to bring it to war attacks because those bases are just so different. Yeah. Are, so is that what you're going to use for the trophy push next month? Or are you going to try to use Lalo or are you going to do something different? I think I'm going to use Lalo because then because th- that'll push me to like keep trying harder and keep trying to do better, I think. So I think I'm going to force myself. If I really get sick of it, then I might switch back to just the dragons or whatever. But I I really like it. It's just like remembering all the moving parts, remembering that I've got like headhunters and an ice golem that I need to put out in front of my heroes, not behind them kind of a deal. Yeah, how... How often are you finding yourself for those for those times that you have to wallow through the town hall? How often are you finding yourself timing it right at the fifty percent and being able to you know like tome haste or tome rage or whatever through advice, kind of praying that a pup or a loon will drop and damage the town hall and activate it? It usually is almost always active because even if I don't get my blizzard like in that compartment that was next to it usually they'll chain like a little bit and hit the town hall. Mm. And so mm. then it'll be active for like the majority of the raid. Cause I don't feel like a, I think there was like maybe once or twice where I was like, Oh wow, I'm not at 50%. And all these balloons are not going to the town hall or whatever. But <laughs> usually in that case, I do save my Royal champion usually for later, or especially if I feel like something might go, wonky or whatever i usually keep my champion in my back pocket so it it does end up working out pretty well i'm still it's either a time fail or like a 80 percent like death because i didn't use my balloons correctly so i'm still not getting a lot of triples with it but with just the flexibility that i see with even my like limited scope it's like so much better than uh, just like Blizzard Dragons for me, because it's just like, oh, I can do this now. I can do this. Even if my Blizzard fails, I can still like try and come back from it. Whereas it's not really the case. I don't feel like with my other attack. No, I get you. And before before we leave the CWL topic, because I know we kind of talked about Legends there for a second, I gotta get what your official take was for the CWL drama in the middle, like what the what hero really thinks happened. So just a recap for everybody. We had a pretty good week. There was one war in the middle that I want to get Hero's opinion on. Uh, we ended up taking third place, which I think that uh, everyone in the clan was happy with. However, I, I do think a lot of us were really hoping that we could be, uh, you know, right there neck and neck and, uh, you know, even challenge even more for a promotion. But basically, we were undefeated going into a clan that had never used all their attacks, all CWL we're talking about. You know, maybe they were in the 11 to 12 attack range. They definitely were getting triples when they were um, attacking. Like, you could definitely tell they had a good a couple of good hitters there, but they weren't trying at all. Uh, they get to us. It was the first and only war. They used all their attack. They put up 35 stars on us. We lost on percentage. Uh, the very next war, they faced the first place clan, didn't use all their attacks, and got crushed by them. Um, so Hero, why do you think that they chose us of all the clans to make a statement for and beat us? And then I, I thought that the, they really took the wind out of our sail because I felt like we, even though we were still getting a lot of triples, I felt like the clan felt a little flat after that. So why do you think they chose us? And do you think that that killed our momentum? I definitely think it's like a showstopper when something like that happens because like those 10 stars 
are almost like you almost can't come back from that and especially in champions like there's certain instances in other leagues where you you might be able to come back from like a, a loss but i don't feel like you really can in champions you really got to win all seven wars i'm sure it's happened before but it just it's such a like i said like a showstopper because it's like oh man now it's like it's such an uphill battle after that, that it's like, and we put out 35 stars against them. That was like our best war so far. I think all week was, that was our highest stars, 35 stars. And, mm-hmm. and somehow they matched us after never using all their attacks and the other ones. And it was like, what the heck happened? It does, it does seem like something sketchy of it. It's just hard to believe that, you know, that there's that type of underground network for like, okay, no, these guys can't be allowed to win or whatever. We'll we'll give you guys some Google Play cards if you actually use your attacks. Yeah, they, they probably saw our clan description and they were like, oh, these guys think they're good. Well, we'll see how good you really are. And then they told us to get good afterwards. <laughs> they listened to the podcast and they were like, that podcast sucks, guys. Let's beat them. <laughs> oh, man. And they... the. Pretty much the majority of their attacks, uh, you know, especially all the triples down their stretch were ground warden, log launcher, queen charge lalos too. So it's like they clearly knew what they were doing because, you know, that's not something that you're randomly going to bust out and, you know, triple like four out of the last five with it. Definitely. I mean, they, they were they were good attackers. Like it's hard. You can't really say that they were lucky because they definitely knew what they were no. doing. No, I and you know, in all fairness, I I think we could have, we were right there to win that war. I do feel like we kind of controlled our own destiny in that war. Like we actually had an attack left when it was tied to win it. But uh, you know, all things considered, you know, us on our best day and they them on their best day, I think they beat us four out of five times. Honestly, yeah, I think so. Especially if everybody's showing up, like it's hard to. They were really good, so I I agree. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I think that that week showed us that we are real contenders in Champs Three. I mean, I think we'll get crushed if we ever do a week in Champs Two, but I definitely feel like we're right there in Champs Three, and you know, we just got to catch the right week, and we will, we will promote. I think that uh, I think everyone's confidence went up after that week. You know, definitely. I do feel like there's more fourteens even in our clan that are kind of like dribbling out though, because it seems like I know. Of Glory's just said he was on like vacation or whatever next month, but it's like I feel like we've lost some good 14s, and now it's like we're trying to look for 14s when we're getting ready to put the rosters together. So it is getting a little scary too. I feel like a lot of people have either left the game or they just don't want to be like super competitive about like CWL or anything either, because like everyone's maxed and they're just like, yeah, I don't really need this sort of pressured my life right now have you, yeah, have you noticed sure. that yeah i mean well we had a couple of retirements uh, a couple of people that you know said that they just couldn't do that week for one reason or the other i mean it's been a long time since we basically had to go scrounge up and make sure that we had you know 15 uh 14 so i definitely feel like that is an issue and and i honestly believe that the gameplay has something to do with it. Like, I think if the gameplay was amazing, that would kind of postpone people retiring and, you know, hold out a little bit longer, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it. it is like feels bad. I know there's a lot of people that 
have uh, quit or talked about quitting or at least retiring or and even like there's people that are like oh hey guys um uh, I'm, I'm just getting back into it and they last like a week and now they're inactive again and not <laughs> online at all and it's like oh man it must be really dead for a lot of people it seems like but it's still like i'm still having a lot of fun when it comes to different things especially like with the events war win 100 stuff like that it it really keeps it more entertaining for me but i see where people are coming from and two it's like summertime i mean people are just busy and you know not everybody wants to sign up for like a week-long sort of a thing if they've got stuff going on which i understand yeah for sure and I think I might be one of the few. I I think the Town Hall 14 gameplay is like amazing. Like I think it's super challenging for your average Joe Schmo tryhard that's not super talented in the game. I think it's just challenging enough to really, you know, make it uh you know, you gotta put forth a good effort. You have to have really good execution in your attacks, and when you get it, you feel great about that triple, but it's not like so hard where you know you'll never triple i think it's and you can have tons of different types of attacks like i know that we went through this whole thing about how air was too strong and nerf drags and nerf this and nerf that but i mean i, I still feel like there's a couple of ground strategies that are really good i think that people are seeing that hybrid still has a little bit of legs left in it and we know how many people like hybrid as an attack like i think tunnel 14 is amazing so i'm i, I mean I'm, I'm excited for tunnel 15 to come out but I'm really happy how the gameplay is right now. And if it wasn't like that, I would I totally, if I didn't personally like it, I could totally see myself being like, dude, I just need to take a break for like a couple of weeks to recharge, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I totally agree. I think if they never change like 14 until 15, I think I would be totally like happy with it. I know there's a lot of people who said, oh, it's the competitive side. They're always getting like 14 out of 15 stars or whatever. And that's not very competitive. But as far as like, the casual player, which I think there's a lot more casual people out there than there are competitive people. Like it's in a really, a really good spot because it, it still feels really good when you get a triple, like it's not easy at all. And then, you know, you, I think that that's a good balance anyways, instead of having easy triples or super hard triples, it's really in a good spot. And, you know, like I said, I think if they didn't really mess with anything till town hall 15, I wouldn't be mad, but I want Town Hall 15 to be kind of like a little bit around the corner, you know? No, 100% agree. I'm right with you on that one. I would almost think about just leaving and count at 14 because I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. All right. Well, I've noticed another thing, too. Maybe it just has something to do with like everything we've been talking about. Seems like people are getting stingier and stingier with their gems. They're just like putting their requests out there. <laughs> And then you'll fill their requests and they'll just be like, thanks. And I'm like, hey, what about mine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a take a penny, leave a penny. You keep taking a penny, leave a penny too. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's, uh, it seems like maybe some people didn't get the gold pass, honestly. And it's like, oh, they must just not have gotten the gold pass this month. Like they'll, they'll be training up the goblins or whatever for my, uh, blizzards or they'll give me a siege machine or something like that and that's it and i'm like oh maybe they just didn't get the gold pass maybe they're going free to play for the rest of town hall 14 i don't know it just seems like seems like there's not the quite the big spenders around lately uh 
Yeah, I mean, so the thing too is like that. I mean, everyone should spend their money how they want. I totally get it, but it feels like for how much you time you spend in the game, and the fact that you know, obviously, if you buy the big gem pack, it's a little bit more. We'll just talk about American currency for now. So five dollars gives you five hundred gems. You know, a hundred dollar. You know, a uh, dollar for a hundred gems. Um, but it feels like you're on the game so much that the fact that if you buy the gold pass so i buy the gold pass every season for every account no matter what regardless like my max account that has walls done everything i buy it no matter what because i'm at least getting five dollars worth of gems out of it and i'm on the game so much and i the one gem donations all those stuff matters like i feel like at the very least you're breaking even because that gold pass that you're buying for five bucks, you're getting $5 worth of gems, which you will eventually use. So I I don't really get why people that are into Clash and it's one of their primary games is not spending $5 because I can guarantee you that you're accidentally spending $5 without knowing it on a lot sillier things than the game that, you know, you're putting a lot of attention into. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I get it. I know... On a, I used to buy like two or three gold passes a month, and now I'm just like two is it for me. And I'm just like one in Dirty Gemmers and one in Crystal to join, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, and I, I'm still shocked about how much I hear people talk about their gold pass, like preference being correlated to the skin. Like to me, I I mean the skins are neat, and obviously I want one that is you know fits my personal taste, but there's a lot of people where the skins make or break the gold pass. And that's just kind of surprising to me. I, I, have you noticed the same thing? Yeah, I've definitely heard like people talk about it like that. And I've always been like the same way. I'm like, to me, this gold, gold uh, the skin is just like a free thing you get at the end of the gold pass. Like the reason I get the gold pass is the one gym donations and stuff like that. Like, I don't even really, it didn't matter what the skin was. I was, I'll probably almost all, especially on my main account, anyways. I'll probably always get the gold pass because everything else is just so like overpowered almost. It's like so much worth it. I feel like as far as like how much money you get back out of it than you put into it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, a fun, a fun test. If you could only pick one thing from the gold pass, either the one gem donations or the 20% boost say on account that you actually need to level up, which one would you pick out of those two? Uh, on account that I need to level up, I'd definitely do the 20%. Yeah. It, I just think that the, uh, I just don't donate on a lot of those accounts anyway. So I wouldn't need those <laughs> one gem donations. Cool. It's like, I just need that quicker build times, like less dark elixir after you. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes sense. Oh man. So, R.I.P. Dirty Jimmers. We lost our big 20 win streak because Nob wasn't there, and it was it was big sad. But you know that's what happens when like you get an influx of like new people, and they're like, "Whoa, let's war, let's war, let's war." And so I'm like, "Okay." And I didn't, and I'd been saving like the war spin for a while, and I knew people were gonna start wanting it, but I just didn't know kind of who to trust or whatever. And then of course. I put too many people that didn't even attack in. And so then we just lost and it was like, it kind of sucked. But then at the same time, it's like the way that those spins are, because I have so many like rushed accounts in there and so many noobs in there too. It's like, 
usually the matchups are almost always in our favor. So I think we could do it again, but mm-hmm. I don't really want to either. Cause then I, w- I was really starting to like, okay, I got to do this. I really got to practice this attack to make sure I do it all right. And now it's like, okay, I don't care if we lose. We'll just spin with whoever's, <laughs> oh we'll just spin with whoever's green. And if you don't attack, I'll just keep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably makes it a little bit harder too to pick what account you're going to hit where if you don't know who is going to attack. That's probably pretty stressful on you. Yeah, it's such a it's a weird thing too because there's like some people with decent accounts in there and I'm like, okay, well, like, uh, you know, shout out to Tigo. He's like got like three or four accounts and he's always good for triples usually, at least one to two triples on all of his accounts that he's got in there. But then once we get towards the later half, I mean, there's people, they'll be like, you know, Town Hall 12 hitting a Town Hall 10 and only getting one start. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out for this, but it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, <laughs> now we have to clean up all these hits. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to at least get two on that. I mean, that's a double dip down. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to watch. And then I'll like watch the replays and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, this guy's never seen a YouTube video in his life or, <laughs> yeah, Watching. yeah, somebody failed on a nine. Yeah, it's like, it's so crazy sometimes. It's like, even if you just have like good heroes, like you can beat like a town hall 10, like as a 12 almost, like easy. But, yeah, I feel like if you just filled your army camps with just all dragons, that you would accidentally triple, even with most spells. But that's the thing. There was a guy with dragons, and the Town Hall 10 had single infernos, and the dragons just pathed away from all the singles. <laughs> and, it, and so instead of doing, like, lightnings, it was, like, dragons and rages. And he dropped all the rages early, and the dragons just danced around all the infernos and got roasted. Oh, rip to that guy. Yeah, it was, like, it was feels... And then, like, that happens, and those people just leave the clan because they're, like, embarrassed or whatever and i'm just like i i I wasn't gonna say anything but that's fine you know but it's always like yeah there's so much riffraff there with an open plan (laughs) it's hard to and then like you'll get people then that are like doing fcs and one's like a 12 the other one's a 10 and he's like oh put it up again put it up again i'm like why is that fun to just like rail on a town hall 10 or whatever (laughs) for five six attacks and oh, and even Triforce, we, I accidentally left that one open after the last like 5v5 thing mm-hmm. we had. And I go in there the other day, and all of a sudden there's 30 accounts in there. People are having like conversations <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, they they realize there's like not a co leader online ever. Like, are they going to leave? Like, what, are they hoping that the, that the leadership is going to transfer or something? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's that's why you don't leave food out because it attracts wildlife here. <laughs> I I wouldn't know anything about that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, I I totally don't understand uh, why the people in Dirty Gemmers were leaving because I've never heard you call anybody out uh, or have any shade outs for anybody. So I don't understand where that's coming from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because it's like people always think that they have like this they're so op like when some people when they join they just always are like oh 
Yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me join. I donate all the time. I'm active 24/7. Then they'll just leave like within the next day, and I'm just like, okay, uh, good good for you. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. <laughs> I don't think anyone in Dirty Jimmers besides Tigo listens to the podcast though. They don't yeah, hear all Tigo, my shade. Tigo, Tigo gets all the jokes. I've noticed when he when he pops around and. Uh... He says some stuff. He definitely gets the inside humor. So, yeah, big shout out to him for listening to the shows. No, shout out to Void Boy, too. He's he's in Dirty Gemmers as well, and he's in the live podcast commentary right now. Yeah, well, so speaking speaking of the inside jokes, Hero, uh, what happened this weekend? I got to get this off of my chest. So what happened this weekend is uh, for the uh, the Beat the Heat event, uh, that happened. I brought my uh, I brought Dipsiety. I didn't bring my mate over there. I brought Dipsiety uh, to do the event, and people didn't realize that that was me. And people kept saying about how that account was like an OP drag hitter. And then like I was hitting live on Mord's stream, like I like to do. So I was like, "Hey, Mords, I'm gonna go in." Mords didn't even you know in my Discord name isn't uh carl on several of the servers it's k-pop on a few of the servers because uh you know the boys nicknamed to be k-pop um so like mords didn't know that it was me at the time for some reason uh you know and i'm gonna blame cat mostly for this they thought that i was like some ope drag hitter so i like went in for my first hit on stream i'm like okay mords i'm gonna go hit and uh cat kept saying e-drags and so like we were all in voice together um and so like you could hear the like the the confusion when they're like there's no e-drags in your army comp you have like 35 hogs i'm like who told you that i'm doing these e-drag hits and they're like oh so and so said and then i heard it from so and so and i'm just like what is happening and then eventually i think everyone is like oh no that's actually carl like he, you know blah 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 so i apparently lived incognito uh, you know, under the radar as an e-drag attacker until all of a sudden they looked at my, you know, war army and I had 35 hogs and they're like, that's not e-drags. So I'm like, yep, you're right. That's not e-drags. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, don't let your memes be dreams. It seems like that e-drag life is really caught up with you these days. I can't, oh. you can't swing a dead fish around the discord without finding an e-drag joke. I don't, like, what is worse? Like, how much shit I take for the e-drag thing or how much shit Dino takes for Pepsi? Because I feel like it's in the same tier. Or it's either Pepsi or the the PayPays, man. Those things are <laughs> everywhere. And so, well, I guess we need to ask Cena what he hates more, like the Coke is better or the Pepe the Frog? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, he, I, I feel like he's taken more heat for the Coke versus Pepsi thing lately, but, yeah, he's definitely got some mad hate for pepe no oh, pepe, says yeah, pepe. There we go. yeah i can then, see that uh, i mean you always know people are gonna hate pepsi because coke is just seems to be like the more like popular one like even if you just look at it from a sales perspective and i like pepsi too i like it better than coke and so i i i could see how he's like used to that kind of thing whereas pepe is just like this big monster that everyone's just trolling him with yeah, for sure. Uh, but the uh, just to close the loop on a, another thing on the event that we did that just solidified my opinion on something. Um, 
we talked a little, a little bit about on one of your patron apps, uh, Hero, but I really think because there's so many cool war armies that need a different mix of super troops that the your FC army should just be your war army. I think that you should have a completely different camp for farming where you have to go rent super troops. And let's say that those super troops that you have rented just open up slots. So let's say you have uh, super wall breakers and sneakies for farming, your farming army rented. So that would mean two slots are open because you have those rented. And then your FC army, you can use any two super troops because in this event, you had to use double ice golem freeze for your first hit because it's a whole like summer theme cool off thing. And then you had to do an ice hound freeze with your second. And ice hound is like one of those rare troops because no one's ever going to rent ice hounds. But when you get to use it in a friendly army, let's say that there's sneaky walls and you don't need a super wall breaker because you're going to funnel your heroes into the sneaky walls. You can take an ice hound instead of a regular hound that it just, I think it really spices up the game a little bit. And so, so what do you think about just doing your war army completely separate? So that way you can, you know, try to use, uh, you know, a, you know, a synthe style super Valk with your Dewey to go kill some skelly traps and get a bonus rage and stuff like that. I think that makes sense. Like you're just talking about like, instead of uh, renting specific super troops, you can just unlock like two super troops, whether you're farming or warring. And then those armies are completely sort of like, you would almost have like different army camps or whatever for, or maybe even Mm -hmm. a whole nother section for your war stuff rather than. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think that would, that's a good idea. It's like one of those things that's hard to say, like, logistically if it would ever happen though because they'd be like well you just do this and it's pretty much the same thing but i think it makes more sense because i don't think the super troops are really quite they're still very limiting when it comes to trying out new things it's like i'm not going to pay 25k dark elixir to try out super witches for the first time like i'm just never gonna do it like it's not gonna be a thing unless unless town hall 15 drops and it's like Mr. Moose or whatever, Sir Moose is like, oh man, super witches are the newest, hottest thing. You'll get triples every time. Then maybe I'll do it. But I'm never going to experiment with it unless it was like cheaper. Yeah, or like sure. in a, Or like you said, if you if you buy the slots, say you just have two slots for super troop unlocked and you can just choose whichever one, then I'd be a lot more open to being like experimenting with certain super troops. Whereas right now it's like, I just use the ones that work for me. Yeah, and it's just some bases are conducive to like I have to have sneakies and super wall breakers because the base just calls for it. And then the time where you can do the funnel without sneakies, it would be really awesome to be able to upgrade a regular hound to an ice hound or use a super valk on the Sui, which I've done a handful of times and works surprisingly well, but nobody's ever going to do it if you have to actually rent it for three days, you know? Yeah, I just, I think that's a big thing like the three-day rental and stuff it just seems like very limiting and like you don't want to get stuck with something for that long it's like uh it just they've gotta i think they still need to dial that one in a little bit more like most of the things they bring out i feel like they find a good balance for pretty quickly but i don't think they've kind of found that with super true no exactly and some of them are like super cool like 
the rocket loon has a great animation it has very cool niche uses but we just don't get to see it very often because like you're saying it's the opportunity cost is just too high compared to the other troops yeah definitely i think yeah and that's that's a lot of the troops it's like i don't even know what some of these super troops really you know look like or what their animations are unless i like watch them in someone else's that kind of a deal you know it's yeah and you know they're there for a reason they're new troops in the game kind of but they're just not super prevalent yeah have you have you noticed how many people are using super archers though these days compared to what they used to like the super archer blimp is like way more prevalent and uh even Sino it's been just rocking some yetis and super archers and having great success with it i i've seen a couple of his hits but that's pretty i mean he's pretty much the only one that i've seen i guess but i mm-hmm. i i believe it i guess it it does seem like some of those things do take some more time to like kind of find their niche or whatever yeah yeah true well all right man i want to take a second to thank all the patreons we got wizard Wu, sino eden tip dog carl are your boy tigo and e4 so thanks guys you ready for some shout outs and shade outs absolutely all right what do you got for shout outs uh shout outs uh cat and peter for putting on the event uh this last weekend uh and mords for streaming and uh mords got a hero level drunk yes that's that's appropriate descriptor <laughs> hero <laughs> um i would never. And then we're <laughs> and then uh you know we're doing um uh, 22J's 100 war wins. We had a whole bunch of people come over, like people from the podcaster uh, tour for the clans that we visited. We got podcast hosts in, you know, friends and family in. So, you know, shout out to all them. And then uh, I do, I do have to give Nob a little bit of an extra special shout out because uh, I was kicking some ideas for uh, this last event war. Um, so he, he was he was helping helping me uh, fine tune a couple of attacks that turned out really well. So uh, you know, extra shout out to to Nob for all the war planning he did with me. That dirty dog, he he's OP. My shout outs definitely all those same shout outs pretty much, except for Peter and Cat. Uh, but shout out to everyone who, <laughs> who showed up to the 100 war win, and shade out to people who didn't show up. I'll, I'll give those people a shade out here in a little bit, but it seemed like there was a lot of people that showed up and it was, you know, I wish I was more like active in there talking a little bit, but I've just been like super busy. It's like the fair time here too. So it's like, mm-hmm. we got this nice war going on and I just like did my hits and like dipped out, but oh, shout out to that one guy that's friends with agent Paladin that got knobs clan. name changed and, the leader band that was rude oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's that's pretty much all i got for shout outs but shade outs i got some shade outs oh boy <laughs> you kick us off with some shade outs <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna shout shade out peter and cat this time. oh boy i gave them enough shade every other time and probably in the first half of this podcast but uh shout out to those guys they're always good sports and i was wondering if they were gonna dm us about all the shade we we're giving them and they they did or well i don't know if it was them specifically but somebody dm'd Wu asking about why we were giving them so much shade anyways so if all else fails in life just blame carl and 
shout out to honestly shout out to the boys at Wolfpack and maybe a little bit even at the um, Loyal TNT. Nobody showed up for the War Win 100, man. We've been throwing their guys their ways for CWLs for months and months, and they can't spare one for a War Win 100. Come on, bruh. Oh, I know. And we were paying those Wolfpack boys, and they never showed up. They had plenty of heads up. Yeah. I mean, I, Loyal TNT has like one message per month in their chat, so I know that they don't have a lot of Discorders, but it's like those Wolfpack chat goes like insane sometimes. It's like, come on. But, you know, he said sorry, I guess, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what you got for I, shade? I, uh, well, it's, it's hard for me to shade because I'm still licking my wounds from spinning everyone in uh, that was trying to do a friendly war. So <laughs> that, was a big, that was a big rip for me. But uh, no, I just got to shade everyone be- for uh, all their trolling on the E-Drags because it worked better than ever because like literally people in the event war was like preparing for E-Drag. Like they were like expecting it. So, um, you know, that got my goat pretty good. So, you know, shade out to all of you and you know who you are. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Nob was using surgical E-Dragons like a pro. <laughs> no and he got, like a, he got like a 69% two-star, I think. So that was worth four star attack (laughs) oh man well I think that's all I got do you have anything else no man I'm good alright well you guys can always check us out on the crystal joint discord server Uh, the link should be in the description and also the link for the patreon should be in the description we're usually releasing episodes there about every week and you know I had some Legend League armies that I was having people pick, I need to do a new one because now that I've got two accounts in Legend League, we can you guys can just make me do whatever you want, except for no more e drags, tip dog. That was just rude. That's so hard <laughs> to do Legend League e drags. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, check us out there. I'll leave all the links in the description. Thanks, Carl, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Deuces. Bye.